Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. I'm so glad to be back with you again today on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I'm Stacy Galino, and it's always my pleasure to bring you such awesome guests. And I have another awesome guest today. He is, in fact, a return guest, none other than Dr. Greg Popchak. You may, if you're listening often to Catholic Community Radio, in fact, every day, if you're listening at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, you will hear both he and his beloved wife on the More to Life radio show. So I want to welcome Dr. Greg Popchak to the Faith and Good Counsel show. Hey there, Greg. Hey, it's great to be here, Stacey. Thank you. Always a pleasure. You guys are so, if I may say humbly, amazing. I just love your show and your work. I'm so grateful, in fact, for all of the beautiful work that both you and Lisa are doing for the kingdom. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for that. Oh. We, we, we love to do it, and we're, it's, just an, it's just an honor to be able to do it. So. Well, let, both you and Lisa have um, co-hosts, if you will, the More to Life radio show. Um, you are a marriage and family therapist uh, with a doctorate, right? And Lisa, Lisa has some very unique um, credentials as well that have to do with parenting, and I'm not mm-hmm. quite She's a Catholic family life coach and uh, and a uh, lactation consultant as well. She's yeah. actually a, also a, a, a teacher uh, by uh, training. So well, together uh, you are just the dynamic duo, and and you uh, not only do you have radio shows um, and speaking and whatnot, but you are also prolific authors. And you both have a brand new book out called "Discovering God Together: The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids." And that that and some other things is what I'd like to talk with you about today, Greg. So mm-hmm. before we begin, could we please start with prayer? And I'd like to invite you, Greg, to to lead us. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we just ask your peace and blessing and grace on all those who are tuning in right now, that you would lead us all closer to you, that you would enable us to experience your grace and blessing in our hearts, and wherever we are in our lives, be able to connect with your grace so that we can draw step by step closer to your own heart and lead those that we love closer to you as well. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. John Paul II, please pray for pray us. Pray for us. Well, Discovering God Together, the Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. I, I'm really enjoying looking at this book. It's brand, brand new. It just came out in August. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sem- it seemed similar to me at first. I thought it would be at least to Parenting with Grace, which is one of my favorite books that came out, I think the second edition um, in 2010, but one of the things that, that I think about with, with the Popcheck family is that you are, of course, inter- infusing theology of the body, looking at everything through that lens, and teaching us and sharing with us how to be Catholic families, how to be Catholic men and women, and husbands and wives and children and families. And I love that you've got this brand new book, Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. When I I, when I thought about this book, I uh, or saw this book, I remembered a story. I don't know if you are familiar with Rosalind Moss, who is now, um, she's Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God, founder of the Daughters of Mary. Do you know her, yeah. Mother? Okay. Yeah. She told a story in her testimony that has stuck with me all these years, and it was really the pivotal moment of her conversion. I don't know if you recall this, but she was a server in, I think, Brooklyn, certainly in, in the New York area, Jewish atheist, and she kept 
uh, over and over again, this beautiful family would come in and they were just being a family. And it spoke to her heart. And she finally asked them one day, who are you people? They just said, we're a Catholic family. And I think that is, I think we underestimate, Greg, the power of just living as a Catholic family in today's world where there's so much chaos and so much violence and and, um, just trauma going on. That's what discovering God together is about, isn't it? Teaching us how, re-educating us how to be a Catholic family. Well, that's right. And, 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 you know, you mentioned Parenting with Grace before, and we basically have uh, three books on, on different aspects of parenting. And Parenting with Grace is really all about how do we create a family life in general around the principles of the theology of the body? How do we create that, that close, intimate, loving, joyful household? And how do we create um, a discipline system that really reflects um, our call to uh, create a community of love in our home. And we, we draw a lot of uh, emphasis from uh, St. John Bosco's uh, preventative method of, of discipline that he used within his schools and encouraged families to use and link that to the theology of the body as well. And then we have a second book on parenting, Beyond the Birds and the Bees, uh, which is all about moral formation of kids. It's not just about uh, sexual questions and that sort of thing, but it's really about how do we raise moral kids um, who can do the right thing even when we're not breathing down their necks. And we take a developmental approach where we talk all the way from infancy through young adulthood, the major challenges that, that parents might face in raising moral kids. And then this latest book, Discovering God Together, The Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids, is really a developmental approach to helping your kids fall in love with God, fall in love with the Church, and really be able to own the faith into adulthood. You know, we're seeing now with this most recent uh, Pew Research study that um, the, the, the rise of the nuns, I don't mean N-U-N-S, I mean N-O-N-E-S, right. the rise of the nuns, which are you know, largely people who are kind of mindlessly atheistic or, or perhaps spiritual but not religious. Um, you know, and, and what we're seeing more and more is that millennials, in particular this latest generation, are, are unchurched and don't really know what to believe. Uh, how do we, as parents, as Catholic parents especially, raise children who are on fire for God, on fire for the faith, and really can carry that into adulthood? We, we wanted to really look at the most recent research on this, because there, interestingly enough, there's actually a fascinating body of research on what it takes to raise faithful kids, and unpack that data in very practical ways with a lot of really practical tips that help parents uh, enable their children to connect with with Christ at every age and stage. I think a lot of times we think that that uh, faith is an adult thing. Um, of course, we have many many saints, uh, children saints, who are, who are give give lie to that fact, but uh, or give lie to that idea. But the fact is, God wants all of us at every age to be His children, and so this book is all about how parents can help kids fall in love with Christ at every age and stage from infancy through adulthood. We talk about the stages of faith. We talk about how to create that kind of relationship in the home that that helps kids really catch the love of God. Well, and you know, you speak about this, what I call this lost generation. It just seems like so many of us are wandering in the desert, lost, you know, spiritual but not religious, or a nun, if you will, N-O-N-E. And and yet there's that desire within us to love and to be in communion with one another and to to raise our, to be good people and to raise our children to be good people but we don't know what to do. And 
I love that you begin Discovering God Together, your brand new book uh, with your beautiful wife, Lisa. There are five marks of the Catholic family living the mission. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what those are, because that really sets a fundamental basis from which to begin. Well, the idea is that that, that, um, the the, the Catholic families, or or I guess all the research, um, shows that when children experience the faith, uh, faith is the source of the warmth in their home. That is when they are most likely to, uh, to own the faith into adulthood. These, these five marks of a Catholic family um, we propose as sort of a, a launching point for discussion of what makes a Catholic family look different, or you know, how is a Catholic family different from other families. And it was also, the, the, these five marks were also a major part of our, at least in my presentation at the World Meeting of Families back in September. Um, but we, we talked about you know, how, how living out the faith in the home in, in a way that allows children to experience faith as a source of the warmth in their home really becomes that catalyst then for owning the faith. So the first idea is that Catholic families worship together. So, you know, we recognize as Catholics that the Eucharist is the source and the sum of, of, our, of our faith, uh, for, excuse me, source and summit of, of our faith. And so as Catholic families, we, we're called to, to, to attend Mass together, to celebrate all the sacraments together, to not see it as just a box we check off uh, that everybody can kind of go to separate things and trying to fit it around all the other busy stuff that we've got to do, but where we make an appointment to create that ritual, to, to go to Mass together, to go to the sacraments and celebrate those sacraments together, and not just go, but, but talk about what they mean and make that part of our daily life as a family, um, you know, that, that we are exp- talking about how God is reaching out to us through the Church, through the sacraments, and, um, and, and loving us through that experience of attending Mass as a family. Um, secondly, the Catholic families pray together. You know, unfortunately, a new study from the Center for Applied Research on the Apostolate shows that 87% of Catholic families do not pray together. Um, that that, uh, that that very very small percentage of Catholic families, including families that attend Mass every week, a uh, very small percentage pray together at all. Really disturbing. Uh, in fact, only thirteen only thirteen percent of Catholic families say grace together every day. Wow, that's so disturbing to me. It's profoundly disturbing. It's it's a major crisis as far as I'm concerned. Yes, uh, I agree. And and I think a lot of Catholics really believe that that that, that, fa- that prayer is too personal to share together as a family. Wow. Um, it's so not true. Um, and in fact, if we're not praying in the home every day, and I don't just mean you know saying rote prayers, I, I mean really saying mean prayers that that we experience as meaningful and relationship building in some way. That could be formal prayer. It could be spontaneous prayer. It doesn't matter what you pray, as long as it's meaningful and and relationship building, because. Um, you know, just checking off the box doesn't really do any good, right? Mm-hmm. So Catholic families pray together in meaningful ways, and they, they ask God to teach them how to love each other as He loves them. Because we can't, you know, we all hit the wall as, as parents, as husbands and wives at some point, and, and we come to the end of our ability to love as well as we want or, or need to. And in those times, we need to draw from, from the love that comes from God's own heart. We can't do that if we're not sitting before him every day as a family, asking him to teach us how to love each other. Wow. Well, you know, there's more. There's more yes. there. We've hit only, only two of the five marks of the Catholic family, but we do need to run to a little break here, Greg. So when we come back, I want to talk with you more a little bit about number three, which has to do with this call to intimacy that we mm-hmm. enter into as a family, as well as the other two. So 
Folks, you're listening to the Faith and Good Counsel Show with Stacey Galino. My guest today is Dr. Greg Popchak, author of the brand new Discovering God Together, the Catholic Guide for Raising Faithful Kids with his beautiful wife, Lisa. We'll be right back. Catholic Community Radio can't happen without your spiritual support, but we're also praying for you. Call our prayer force today and we'll add your prayers to our growing teams of rosary groups, Eucharistic adorers, and small faith communities. 225-341-2720. Hi, I'm LSU baseball coach Paul Maneri. Do you have your Catholic cleats on? Are you ready to join the team and hit the field to evangelize? There's a way to do just that by sacrificing a little of your treasure. A year ago, I became the honorary chair of Catholic Community Radio's capital campaign to raise nearly a million dollars to build new towers for our transmitter in New Orleans and new offices and studios just off I-12. Why is this so important? At present, we are operating on one tower, at one-fourth the licensed power in New Orleans. Three of the station's original four towers were destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. The FCC has mandated new towers be built or lose the ability to operate at full power forever. Presently, there is an immediate need of $200,000 to raise the towers and finish moving into our new studios. But I can't emphasize enough how important it is to contribute now and take advantage of this year-end tax deduction. Quite a few underwriters are on our team and we're getting closer to our goal, but we need over $200,000 to finish the towers alone. The ground is ready to erect the steel. Work is underway on the studio building. It's the bottom of the ninth and the winning run is on second base. It would only take 10,000 people to donate $20 each, or 1,000 to write a check for $200 each. Or can I get 100 of you to pitch in contributions of $2,000 each? That's how close we are to meeting this goal. Your immediate gift helps to evangelize. It also means four times the broadcast power in New Orleans new offices and new studios, and a year-end tax deduction for you. Your donation will reach souls for Christ, including bringing home those Catholics who've left the faith. Go to catholiccommunityradio.org and donate now. Thank you. Everybody, this is the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I'm Stacy Galino, and so happy to be with my guest today, Dr. Greg Popcheck. He and his wife, Lisa Popcheck, are authors of the brand new Discovering God Together, the Catholic Guide to Raising Faithful Kids. And it's so important, y'all, in this day and time, you know, one diaper change at a time, one runny nose at a time, one mass at a time, just living the Catholic faith as the domestic church in this day and time in and of itself is such a beautiful witness that can change the world, truly change the world. And we, we should be um, glorying in that. Um, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift to be in a Catholic family. And Dr. Greg, you were talking before the break about the five marks of the Catholic family. And number three is very intriguing to me, and it has to do with intimacy and the, and, and the family as the school of love. And before we delve into that, I just wanted to say that you know, many people that I encounter have not grown up in a family that has healthy and beautiful and communal intimacy. And there's a saying out there that, you know, you can't give away what you don't have. And and certainly there's a de- degree of truth to that, but that's not the whole truth, right? It is possible 
to no, well, no, it's it's. I mean, you know, you you. It's true that you can't give what you don't have, but it, it's it's not true that you can't get it if you didn't Amen. have it. You know, speak and, it. Uh, you know, the, the 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 trick though is to not say, well, you know, I turned out okay, so I can just do what you know what I what I was raised with, but rather to say, you know what, God wants more right. for me and for my family life, and and to ask, you know, how how can I create this uh, this open heart um, to God's love in my own life, and how can I share that more generously within my home? Um, and we talk about those kind of parenting practices that, that really lead to that intimate family life. And you have to be intentional about it. You have to be mindful about it. And you have to not just do what comes naturally, but, but be willing to, to be transformed by God's grace uh, so that you can share that love more abundantly uh, in your own heart as well as uh, with the people that you love the most. But, uh, you know, it's absolutely possible to do it. And that's, that's, that's I think, the, the third mark of a Catholic family is that we recognize that, you know, where we come from isn't enough. You know, that we are all on a journey towards sainthood. And, and we don't become who we are until we get to that place where we are all saints. And, and so um, we, we're, we're on a journey of love that, uh, that God is constantly calling us to open up our hearts more and more to Him and then to be willing to share that with each other. And so a Catholic family needs to always ask, how can we do more uh, to grow closer to each other, to enjoy each other more, to recognize the gift that our children are, that our, that our marriage is, and to celebrate that in ways that really open up um, the communication in the household. So it, we're not just saying to our kids, oh, you can talk to me about anything, you know that. We, it, it's not just that we're saying that, it's that it actually happens, that they are talking to us. There is a transparency that when we ask kids questions, they don't just clam up, but they open up to us. And, and those kinds of intimate conversations where our children are our disciples, uh, can begin to happen. I think that's 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 what we really talk about in the book, Discovering God Together, is how do you create a discipleship relationship with your children so that they are looking to you for what it means to live uh, as a loving, faithful adult in community with uh, you know with your parish, with the world, and and within the family. And so that idea of being called to intimacy, where we disciple our children in that path to intimacy, is is incredibly important. Uh, the fourth mark is putting family first. You know, um, we made this point at the World Meeting of Families talk as well, that, that uh, we, 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 we kind of come to this idea that family is an accessory, not an activity. You know, we mm. talk about how family, we have a family, and we think that's enough. But it's not, it's not that you just have a family. You have to work at a family. You have to make time to be a family. You know, living under the same roof and sharing a data plan does not a family make. Oh. You know, and we forget that we need to schedule time every week for working playing, talking, and praying together. And, and those are the four kind of major areas of family activities. And if we're, you know, we need to make a regular appointments to get at least 10 or 15 minutes to do each of those things together as a family every day, and then an hour or more you know, for, for weekly rituals across those four different areas of working together, playing together, praying together, talking together about more than just what happened in the day. Uh, and, and so that, that, that requires us to put family first and, and celebrate those rituals of connection across working places talking and praying together as the sacred rites of the domestic church. You know, and, and, and then we can schedule everything else around that, work and sports and whatever else. And I know that sounds crazy in this world today. That's a complete flipping of priorities on its head for what most people do. But we have to reclaim that. Otherwise, our, our, our witness as, uh, of the Catholic vision of family life is completely not credible. Yeah. So putting family first is absolutely essential to passing the faith on to our kids. And, you, and you're speaking, I'm just thinking about the world's idea of who we are as human persons, that we, you know, our value and worth is is what we produce and how fast we can produce it. And I know many of us, you know, in out in the work 
world, um, and certainly men and women, can get, I guess, confused about what our primary vocation is when you're speaking so uh, beautifully about the family first, but yet you're you're pulled in so many different directions. And work is one area that I think we can really get drawn away from our primary vocation. And I think I think you have so much to share in this new book, Discovering God Together, that can kind of help us reform who we are truly as men and women and what our primary vocation is as husband and wife and parents and putting work and other activities in the proper perspective. Yeah, well, you know, Pope Francis has really kind of called for a revolution of the family, and and, and I think this book uh, maps out the strategies for what that revolution looks like, and it begins by saying, you know what, I, we're putting our family first, and as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. And so when the coach says, you know, well, we've got a game on Sunday, I think, well, you know what, my kids aren't going to be there, so, you know, good luck. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and, and being willing to, 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 to stand up at the culture and say, you know what, my family really does come first, so we're willing to, we're able to participate in whatever you guys want to do as long as it doesn't encroach on our time to working together, playing together, praying together, and talking together. And that sounds crazy to most people, but that's what it takes to have the kind of family life that enables our children to fall in love with God, because they experience God through the warmth and the intimacy in our homes. And if we aren't giving that to them, we're not giving them God. And that is exactly an example of the fifth mark of a family, of being a witness and a sign. You know, that the person to whom the coach or whoever it is that you're, you're sharing this with is probably not going to like it and probably is going to be very confused about why you're not going to have your child. What do you mean you're not going to have your child at practice? The child's part of the team, and there can be some real pressure there. But, you know, you have to be okay with the fact they may not like you for it or they may not like what you're saying and they may... It, it may not go well. Well, I mean, just just, just However, you know, two weeks ago, the reading, the gospel reading, was the Beatitudes, right? And and, uh, and blessed are those who are persecuted for holiness' yes. sake. I mean, you know, if we're going to put family first, we're going to get pushback from people who think that's the dumbest thing they've ever heard. Uh, why are you, you know, why are you so isolationist? Why, mm-hmm. you know, why are you causing trouble? Why can't you just go along and get along? It's like, well, because this is important, and this is where, uh, this is what God has primarily asked us to do, and this is where my children are going to experience God's love the most, and uh, and this is what I want to do for them. And so, you know, we have to prioritize that, and that makes us a witness and a sign in the world. There are lots of other ways we talk about how to do that in the book, of course, but um, it, it, it's having that, that family focus that makes all the difference in the world. And that is the Catholic genius, by the way, yes. family life, that family life is an activity, and it is a ministry, and it's worth making time for. It's not just something you do when you're squeezing uh, all the people that you care about in between all the other important stuff that you got going on in your life. Well, Dr. Greg Popchak just affirmed you, and you have to share these things and say no. He just affirmed you so beautifully, and and I think that's so important to hear, Dr. Popchak, and that's why the work that both you and Lisa do, both on the radio show, More to Life, um, as well as your books and your speaking, it's so important in this day and time when we're so confused about who we are and what we're doing and, you know, all of the mass media and and that influence, is it, it's confusing to us. And uh, how do we make decisions? How do we make good decisions that are for the good, uh, for our family. And I think that um, is just such a gift to have your work. So I want to talk now about another part of your work, um, Greg, and that is the Pastoral Solutions Institute. And that's where you offer Catholic counseling with your colleagues. I mean, it's such a beautiful ministry. I often refer people there, but it's some, there's something un- very unique about it. Um, not only is it um, Catholic counseling in line with the full magisterium of the Catholic Church, but also through the lens of theology of the body. 
But there's something else. It is actually offered by telephone, right? That's right, yeah. Um, we do over 10,000 hours a year of ongoing psychotherapy with Catholics all over the world. We have clients across North America, as well as um, we have clients from South Africa and Asia, um, Australia as well, and, and Europe, of course. So, you know, um, we, we do a lot of work with Catholics in, in, in all states of life, and, uh, and in every situation we do marriage counseling, family counseling, and, and uh, uh, individual counseling with depression, anxiety, and other issues uh, all over the telephone. Um, and, you know, some people are surprised, uh, and, and in fact, you know, we'll often get questions, well, you know, do you have somebody that I can see locally, you know, face-to-face? And, you know, if you can find someone face-to-face, we certainly support that. But the problem is there, there aren't a lot of Catholic counselors out there, um, certainly not a lot of Catholic counselors who have the formation to be able to integrate the faith in a healthy and faithful way. Um, in the work that they do with clients. And so, in fact, even unfortunately, um, sometimes when people uh, go to Catholic organizations like Catholic Charities and such, uh, they're unable to find truly faithful support. Um, uh, So, you know, we exist as a way of providing Catholics with that support that enables them to really live their faith in their everyday life and, and take advantage of the spiritual insights as well as clinical insights that they need to respond effectively to the challenges they're facing. And I think it's so important, too, to speak to the fact that it, it is vital to have that understanding of the human person as we were created in the image and likeness of God, and from that foundation move forward into providing the very best of what therapy offers, you know, the, the best of secular therapies in combination with the view of the human person that we as Catholics hold through that lens of, of theology of the body. And that's exactly what, what you guys are doing at the Pastoral Solutions Institute. Well, right. And, you know, it's good to kind of think of the relationship between the theologian and the therapist as sort of the relationship between the architect and the uh, and the general contractor, right? So theologians sort of tell us what the human person ought to look like in relationship to God, and it's the Catholic therapist's job to help people build that thing, you know. Uh, and, and that's because in every counseling, you're not just getting techniques for facing the problem that you're facing right now. You're also getting an indoctrination and a certain value set and worldview. Um, whether people realize it or not. And so we're making sure that everything we do operates from that Catholic worldview. The other thing, too, you know, with, with telephone counseling, what's nice about it is there's, a, there's what's called the disinhibition effect. It's sort of the confession behind the screen effect, if you will. It's the yes. idea that, that people aren't afraid of bumping into you in the grocery store, so they're going to open up a lot more readily uh, yes. than they do in face-to-face. We're able to get, to get to the issue, the core issues, much more quickly because of that. And the other thing, too, is when you're seeing someone face-to-face, you know, inevitably cars break down, kids get sick, stuff comes up, you miss the appointment, then, you know, it's a couple of weeks, you've lost the thread. Wherever, where, wherever you are, there's a telephone, though. You know, most people have a phone glued to their heads at this point. And, and uh, wherever you are, whatever's going on, you can keep your session. And so there's a continuity in telephone counseling that doesn't necessarily exist in face-to-face that provides that ongoing accountability and support that you can't necessarily get uh, over the phone. So face to face, excuse me. So you know whatever it might be lost in, the, in some of the nonverbals, and frankly, there's very little lost because there's a lot of nonverbals communicated uh, by by voice as well. Uh, people listening to the radio or talking to their friends on the phone would well, would well know that. You know, um, so there's very little lost, and, yes. and a lot of actually that, that's gained. In fact, there are several dozen research studies now that, that talk about how telephone counseling is every bit as effective, if not more so, than face-to-face in, in every a single study. Well spoken. Well, Dr. Greg Popcheck, author of Discovering God Together with your beautiful wife, Lisa Popcheck, thank you so much for being here with us today. Tell us how we can get in touch with you and get a copy of your brand-new book. 
CatholicCounselors.com, two C's in the middle, S on the end. CatholicCounselors.com will get you to uh, more information about our counseling, our books, the radio program, and all the other good stuff that we offer through the Pastoral Solutions Institute. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. God bless you and your work and continue to bear fruit for the kingdom. And until next time, my dear listeners, Pox Christie, y'all. I'll see you next time here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye now. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 